This is a 980 CKNW podcast. Starting Monday, there are going to be some meetings taking place in Vancouver where people can come and speak about ride sharing for or against. The spokesperson for Uber Canada is obviously for the idea of allowing ride sharing in Vancouver. Uh, I believe as he characterized Vancouver as the biggest North American city that doesn't have ride sharing. Uh, Michael, Michael Von Hemmen spoke with Michael Smith as Mike Smith was filling in for Simi Sarah yesterday and uh, they talked a bit about the challenges, why it is that ride sharing has not yet been allowed in BC, although I think we all know there are some political reasons for that. And he also talked about what we can expect when the hearings, well, hearing might be a bit strong, when the meetings get underway on Monday. And Andrew Weaver has been pushing quite hard in the legislature in order to help drive this this forward. And I think really what he did is he pushed uh, all parties to say, hey, let's, while the taxi review is going on that the government's doing, let's actually hear from ride-sharing companies and, and do a review and a jurisdictional scan on best practices from other other locations to see how it could work here in British Columbia and hopefully keep driving that agenda forward and hopefully getting to a resolution where we can have the service on the roads so that we don't have another holiday season like we just had in, in the lower mainland. Okay, and uh, who will be, will Uber be testifying in front of this committee? We will. We got an invite. So okay. I'll be there on Monday and looking forward to uh, presenting to the committee uh, what we've learned from operating in other in 40 other uh, jurisdictions across across Canada and um, more than 700 cities around the world. So Michael Van Hemmen with Uber Canada will be talking to the committee and explaining his point of view from Uber and why he would like to see his company in Canada, or, in, or sorry, in BC. Uh, here's a little bit more on what he plans to say to the committee. The first would be the key benefits. So, so what we've seen from, again, looking at this past holiday season where, where people really struggled getting a reliable ride, will be laying out how ride sharing through a different business model using personal vehicles can actually solve that reliability uh, problem that Vancouver has, but that, you know, you see other major cities no longer no longer having. That'll be one key benefit. I think the other will be actually starting to shift the dynamic from where this isn't about Uber versus taxi. This is really about providing an alternative to people having personal vehicles. I live out in the Tri-Cities and we have three kids and right now we have one vehicle and we can get by with that. But with all the sports and dance and all that stuff that's going on with the family, you know, we may need to get to go to two vehicles and we'd really like to not do that. We use transit to get into work. We'd love to just be able to use ride sharing to get to, to and from those other appointments with our children. So those are, we'll be talking about the benefits. And then I think the other, the other part that we'll really be highlighting is that this isn't as complicated as some people have made it seem, you know, especially with regards to insurance. Um, there's models that have worked elsewhere, models that ICBC as the insurer, could easily put in place here and could apply to the BCUC to create the appropriate rate structure that would allow people to use their personal vehicles to do so and would and would charge appropriate rates to cover that, that cost, but do so in a way that allows ride-sharing to exist. Uh, we keep being told by those in the decision-making positions that there needs to be a level playing field, and that has to do with insurance, uh, with licensing, with criminal record checks, and to perhaps appease some of the concerns of the BC taxi industry. But what would that actually look like? If you go on the ICBC website right now, there is actually a section that you can click on 
to where it says Uber or Lyft or ride sharing, what your insurance would have to be for ride sharing, which I find odd that there's even that section on the ICBC website because we don't have ride sharing yet in BC. But it looks as though they are gearing up to having that available, or at least having that option. Uh, so Michael asked, Michael Van Hemmen, again, what exactly does a level playing field look like? So I think it depends what you mean by level. So I think absolutely yeah. the regulations can be fair. So if there's, for, the criminal, for the criminal standards and the driver history standards, they shouldn't be any different for a taxi driver than for an Uber driver. If they have this conviction, then they shouldn't be able to drive uh, for either. So, so that's where you can be you know, absolutely equal, equal, and fair, equal and, and fair on that. But there are differences as well, you know. So, so for example, the vast majority of time, a ride-sharing driver is driving their, their vehicle for personal, for personal use. So they'll have personal insurance for that. And the ride-sharing company will purchase the commercial insurance on the usage basis to pay for uh, the, the risk associated with that commercial ac- activity. So that's no, no different than, you know, you'd pay for commercial insurance for, for a taxi. So you're covered all the time, but there's different ways in which you can do it. Um, you know, another difference, I guess, w- w- would be that ride sharing doesn't want area of operation restrictions. So, so you know, so that if right. you're going from to New West from downtown Vancouver and you want to get a ride, you don't want the driver to be penalized by taking you outside of the zone in which they can do pickups, but they have to drive deadhead all the way back empty to Vancouver. So, so, but the difference there, though, is that the Vancouver Taxi Association actually wants the area of operation rules in place. So, the, so that's the difference, right? So, the, yeah. you know, the other difference would be that taxis are allowed to do street hails, ride-sharing companies aren't, and ride-sharing yeah. drivers aren't, right? So those are differences in the business models that actually create the distinction between taxi and ride-sharing. In the same way that there's distinctions between limo and carpooling, you know, in many ways, uh, ride sharing has as much in common with carpooling and limo, if not more, in common with carpooling and limo because both of those trips are prearranged, and and with carpooling you're using your personal vehicle, and then okay. it does with taxi. And so okay. there's different rules for different models. That was Uber Canada spokesperson Michael Von Hemmen. He will be at the uh, committee meetings taking place on Monday as uh, they start talking about Uber and trying to figure out how ride sharing could become a reality in BC. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.